0: Here's the thing, Uh, for everybody listening, don't make the same mistake the Bengals just did in any facet
1: of your life. People are going to get hurt, it's the hockey season, and if they want to make the deep run to the playoffs, they're going to need players, and Ben Hutton is a good defenseman that can help. I, I don't think
0: they will. If they don't have Anthony Davis, I'm saying it right now, if Anthony Davis is out for the playoffs, they don't make it out of the first round.
1: I was very tempted to just put defense. What about the Jared Cook play on the sideline? And yeah, then Mason Crosby's 55-yard field goal or something like that. That was a good one. Come on, Austin, I've been saying this ever since Joe Burrow got injured.
0: I just don't not. I, I just do not see Harden putting in the same amount of effort uh, into each game. Yeah, I honestly believe that's why he hasn't won a championship yet.
1: That's a perfect name. What you said, name brand players. Like, it's it's not the great value target brand toilet paper or whatever, it's the Charmin ultra strong. Uh, I, I swear we didn't script that. Volts is injured and he really hasn't lived up to the potential of being the number one overall pick when he was selected by the Sixers. Like you said, Obeskin he's
0: getting older, he hasn't been playing as well as I imagined, he's one of the greatest goal stores, scorers of all time, but he hasn't started off this season as far as I
1: How is Joe Burrow going to get the ball to them if his butt is already on the ground? Decides who to throw to. I don't really think the Dodgers are going to make the World Series this year. I feel like they'll make it to the uh NLCAs. And then I want to talk about the Fernando Tatis extension, because that really surprised me, because he's so young. You see the Chiefs beefing up their O-line, um, and then you have the Buccaneers beefing up their defensive line.
0: Ingrained in the life of Tom Brady and what winning actually looks like, I think will be a very good uh, move for... Uh, Bruce Arians in this Bucks organization. Hi, I'm Jeff Allen, and you're listening to Outsiders Opinions with Kevin and Austin.
1: What's up, y'all? Welcome to our 64th episode. Make sure to check out our last episode, which was an East preview. Where Austin and I are tied seven to seven. It's because we haven't reviewed the West, which will be our next episode. Just a little spoiler there. Now, today. Is the episode we postponed to do our last episode. And that, of course, is last year's rookie quarterback season preview and predictions. And I was correct when I said it was episode 15 two episodes ago when I guessed it. So we this is the Joe Barrow class, let's just call it like that, uh, number one overall pick. So we're going to do our review and then we'll give our predictions. Each of us will give our predictions about how we think. They will do next season. So let's start with the number one overall pick Joe Burrow from the 2020 NFL draft. What were your thoughts on Burrow this year?
0: Yeah. So we've already talked about Burrow a lot, um, especially uh, how he's influenced the, uh, the Bengals organization to do some questionable things. Um, But yeah, uh, he started off as the best QB in the rookie class And then Justin Herbert got to start a couple weeks after Joe Burrow started, and then Justin Herbert took over that spot, especially after the injuries that uh, Joe Burrow went through um, for reasons that the Bengals decided to neglect during the draft. But, uh, I mean, I I see a bright future, but that's only if he can stay on the field. What are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, just to go to your comment, they didn't really neglect because they took an offensive tackle in the second round. Like, but like, I, I neglect, I think, is too harsh. Um, maybe you took a different route where you could have just gotten Panay Sewell instead of Jamar Chase. So that's that's how I would think about it. Like, okay, you did get an offensive tackle. Okay, okay. smiley sort of like grin. Yes, you quote unquote passed, but come on, do better and then he finished the season with 2688 yards, 13 TDs versus 5 interceptions. And they give him a new target, Jamar Chase. So, if he is able to avoid the pressure and I'll I'll look up the schedule right now, but if you just his division games are going to be terrible because almost every single team in that division has a great pass rush. You got TJ Watt. Um, you got unique. No, not unique. You got Calais Campbell. And then you got the Browns, miles um, Garrett, and they just signed you on Clowney. That's where he went to. So that's going to be scary. So I, I'll talk about my predictions and then, and he's even facing the bears at one point early in the season. So that's going to be scary. But if he can just, get a line in front of him. He'll be great. But we said this in the week, uh, in our episode 15 is he has right now, has the highest potential to be quote unquote, like Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck had a fantastic um, start um, for when he played and it was a great quarterback, but his career was cut short because of the Colts not giving him a line in his first few years. But Uh, do you have any final thoughts before we move on?
0: I mean, it's just, we don't want to see him become Andrew Luck. That's why we're saying this. We're not saying that he's, he's bad because he wants to move the wide receiver route. We're just worried about his health. Uh, we just don't see him progressing as he should, unless there are extreme measures taken for the safety of the player. Um, I hope he does well and I, I expect the best from him and for him, but The way it's going, it just doesn't bring about confidence. But uh, what are your predictions for him next season?
1: I am probably going to say I think he stays healthy. Um, It's just that division, but he does face the Chargers. And if they're healthy, that's bad. He also faces the Packers. So those are some just outside of the division, some dangerous lines he may face. So I'll probably say 4,000 yards uh, maybe thirty five hundred yards, and then maybe I'll say thirty TDs with beef, uh twelve interceptions. What about you?
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna go a little bit less than that, and it's probably because I don't expect him to play all sixteen games during the season. Um, I'll go thirty two hundred yards, twenty four TDs, and uh eight picks. A pretty good season, uh, especially with the uh the. The interception ratio that I just mentioned, TD to interception ratio, 24 to 8, it's pretty good. But um, I just don't anticipate there's any way he plays all 17 games during the season. Um, I'd probably say he plays at least 13. But uh, for all 17, uh, that's going to have to take some great O-line play that I just don't know if he's going to receive.
1: Yeah, it's very true. I think we can move on to the second quarterback who now is being handed the keys to the offense because Fitzpa- FitzMagic is no longer there, and this is Tua Tagovailoa. Last time we talked about him was he was about to make his first career start in uh, Week Eight when he faced the Rams, and he finished the season with 1,814 yards, 11 touchdowns, and five interceptions. So, what were your what are your thoughts uh, this past season about Tua?
0: Yeah, he was a very tentative player. He uh, did not have much risk in his game, and I think that's why they brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick in big uh, moments last year. Um, So they definitely are going to have to instill some confidence in him for him to perform to what we know he can do. Um, I definitely anticipate him to uh, have more passing yards than he did last season. However, that's not a big uh, increase in expectation as he only played half the year. So... He definitely has the best team around him of these teams that we're going to talk about, at least when we're talking about offense and defense, because I know the Chargers have a great offense, but their defense is suspect as they've lost a lot of corners recently and uh, are moving off of, uh, they also hired an offensive head coach. So, I mean, it's just, while they are probably the best offense on the board, they're definitely moving towards a uh, less of an all around type of motion. Uh, What do you think?
1: Wait, Chargers head coach? Or mm-hmm. well, he's um, it's actually defense coordinator. It's a defensive guy. Um, the Rams, Brandon Staley.
0: Was I thinking about the Eagles guy then? Who the Eagles uh, yeah? I think did? you were
1: thinking of the Eagles person.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Who is quote unquote like he's he was close to Frank Reich, and they want Frank Reich back, so that's what they got. It's their discount Frank Reich in eagles eyes but um to talk about tua i think he takes i think he is going to have more yards yeah but it's going to be weird because he's having co-offense coordinators which are george godsey who's the tight ends coach and a former quarterback coach for the lions in 2018 and then eric studsville who's the running backs coach uh for the broncos um from 2013 to twenty eighteen, and then he was the running backs coach um, for the Dolphins. So it's very interesting. But um, I guess I'll start with my predictions. He also got Jalen Waddle and Will Fuller. Jalen Waddle being a former college teammate, so I think we're going to see him take some more aggressive steps. But I think we can do predictions. I'll let you go first.
0: Yeah. So I think he's going to have a slow season, uh, a season where. Running backs are really going to take over, but he's still going to have an effective shot throwing year. I see about uh, 2,750 in the yards, 2,750 yards with 19 touchdowns and 11 picks. Um, I just don't think I, I see him getting 3,000 yards even with the extra game this year. Um, he has had some injury concerns early in his career, but I don't think that's going to be a big issue since their O-line is pretty decent. and uh, It's just going to be how he – Uh, adjust to a new offensive coordinator so we'll see what do you think
1: yeah it's tough um having new offensive coordinator especially which i I don't think i recall the last time someone said they were having co-offense coordinators like you have an assistant coach but i it's something new to me so i don't have much faith into it so i have 2800 yards um 20 touchdowns but 14 interceptions because i think he's gonna go okay I need to be aggressive, which is going to cause him to throw a lot of picks. Um, He's going to go way too far in that correction. So those are my predictions. Now I think we can move on to Justin Herbert, who was the number six overall pick. And he was offensive rookie of the year. And he had 4,336 yards, 31 TDs, and 10 interceptions. Um, And then we just talked about Brandon Staley new head coach, defensive-minded, and then his offense coordinators, Joe Lombardi, who is, of course, the grandson of Vince Lombardi, the great Packers head coach, and, of course, great head coach of the NFL, or within the NFL. Everyone knows that guy's name, if you're an NFL fan, I'm pretty sure. So, I think, what were your thoughts on Justin?
0: Yeah, so, he was far and away the best to be in the class, especially last year. Um, and I think he's going to have a great second year. Normally people assume that a second year is a sophomore drop-off season. Uh, but I, I just don't see it with Justin Herbert. He played so well last season and consistently went up against great teams. And he almost beat the Bucks. He almost beat the Chiefs twice. I mean, he really was impressing everybody. And I, I don't think that's going to slow him down. Uh, even though he is having a new offensive coordinator, it should not affect him in the slightest, in my opinion.
1: And and you know what they also did, Austin? Like, totally shocking um, moves. They signed offensive linemen. Most of them Packers linemen.
0: Absolutely shocking. Yeah, yeah. they got Corey Lindsley. The year before that, they got Brian Beluga. And they also drafted own lineman. So,
1: I mean, it's (laughs) it's all working out. It's it's like groundbreaking free agency moves. I know. A whole new way how to build a football team. I'm going to disagree with you, though. I think he does take a step back um, because of the offensive coordinator and because of the head coach. Staley is a defensive guy, so I think you did invest in offensive linemen. Of course, that's about passing game, but also about the run game. So I think Staley is going to be a guy who wants to run the ball and just rely on his defense because he's the defensive guy and... I'm very, I think it's going to take a little time for Justin because I think if he, they kept um, the same offense coordinator, he would have definitely gone really high. He would have exploded and done amazing. So, because of that, I still am getting to 4,000. I'm going to have him 4,000 yards with um, about 30 TDs, but about 13 interceptions for my prediction. What's your prediction?
0: Yeah, so uh, I just wanna mention one thing to kinda of go against your prediction that uh defensive head coach means less yards. Um we saw Tom Brady's best season with Bill Belichick as his head coach. He threw over fifty touchdowns, uh first person to do that. And their offense was just, in, in two thousand seven was amazing. Uh Tom Brady not in that season, he threw about forty eight hundred that season, I believe. But he also had another five thousand yard season after that. So I mean, just because you have a defensive head coach it's not necessarily is not necessarily indicative of a a shortcoming on the passing side of the ball. And Austin Eckler is more of a receiving back anyway. So I feel like this feeds into the system even more. But my prediction uh, is 50 uh, – no, oh, calm down, Austin. 45-50 <laughs> uh, yards, 4,550 yards, 37 touchdowns and 12 picks. Um, I do think he's going to have more picks than he did last year. Last year he had 10. But uh, that adds two games to his schedule as he was out week one. And he didn't. And now there's the seventeenth game. So I think he'll do one or two more picks next season. And for the yards, we're not trying to get exact on the yards because that'll be tough. Uh, but it's a it's a range. But touchdowns and picks, we're trying to get right on. Uh, what about you?
1: Uh, yeah. So um, I'll just reiterate mine: four thousand thirty touchdowns, and then thirteen picks. And then uh, that's a good point you mentioned about Tom Brady. And towards the defensive coach, I just uh, – that's one thing to keep in mind, but also offensive coordinator I think is mine. Because even the great Aaron Rodgers, his first year, um, had a little bit of trouble just getting used to Matt LaFleur's offense. And, but that's then true. when he figured it out, he won MVP and kind of wrecked uh, the front office plans for the Packers. But uh, – so that's just one point. But I think we can move on to Jalen Hurts, which – very interesting situation he was put in last he, he was put in and then doug peterson takes him out because he's trying to get higher draft picks but um he is much he's probably not the best passer i think that he still has to work on that but he is a great dual threat quarterback what did you think about him this past off past season
0: yeah, so, I mean, he was impressive uh, in his short stint. He almost came back against the Cardinals, I remember that, in one of the last games that he played. Um, but it's an interesting situation they're going in. They have a new head coach because of how uh, their coach last season worked out, uh, how he was basically tanking to get a higher pick, uh, and the uh, Eagles front office did not approve. But uh, I think it's going to be an interesting season. Um, I do think for him we should include uh, – rushing touchdowns, because I think for him that is a uh, a big part of his game and will be essential to his success next season, especially if uh, the Eagles' offense is going to be better since they did draft uh, Devontae Smith. So we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, and uh, I'll let – I couldn't find the rushing touchdowns. um, But a total, he had 16 touchdowns and four interceptions with just a 1,000 yards passing, but he came in very late. And then uh, we mentioned Nick Sirianni, the new head coach, and then the offensive coordinator for the Colts since 2018. And then Stane Stechen is now the new offensive coordinator. And a funny thing about this is he was the offensive coordinator for the Chargers last year when Justin Herbert – had the great rookie season. So I guess that's leaning in toward that's helping Jalen hurts, but it seems like there's a quarterback competition because they also got Joe Flacco, but you got something to say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He had three rushing touchdowns last year, just to throw that in. So he has six passing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns in the four picks that you mentioned. Um, but like you said, there is going to be a QB duel between between them, but I do think the edge will be given to the younger guy, especially as Joe Flacco has not really performed since uh, leaving Baltimore. But I wouldn't count him out as he's proven in short stints that he can still be a competent QB. Uh, it's just last year with the Jets, um, it was the Jets. So uh, <laughs> they, they were so bad they couldn't even get the first pick, so – that really shows that's, that's, the organization sure, huh? that was. So what do you think about the prediction?
1: Okay. So for my prediction, I'm going to say, let me go 3,150 yards. And then 28 TDs with 15 interceptions. And then I'm going to go seven rushing touchdowns. What are your predictions?
0: Yeah. So I have a worse season with more passing yards. Um, I think he has 3,300 yards, 27 touchdowns, 18 picks, and six rushing touchdowns. Um, I feel like he will have a sophomore slump, but he still will be a competent QB, someone who can get wins, and uh, hopefully, especially for Eagles players like Jason Kelsey, who I think he said that this was going to be his last season. um, That We'll see if they can make the seventh playoff spot. Uh, That division is going to be really interesting. And during our predictions, we will definitely uh, go go deeper into uh, that division because the uh, NFC East is just crazy. Uh, I don't really know who's going to win it. All teams are viable. Injuries will happen, but uh, we'll see what
1: transpires. That's very true. And then the Eagles, I think, are still keeping Ertz because I know there was some shaky ground. Like he wasn't sure if he was going to come back to the Eagles.
0: Yeah, that definitely was the case, but uh, we'll have to see what they do. I wouldn't be surprised if they trade him, but we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, and now I think we can move to the guy who I it'd be ve- I'd be very scared, like if or I'd be very upset if he saw time because that means something happened to the star quarterback Dak Prescott, of course, which is what forced him into the role because Andy Dalton also got hurt, and that of course is Ben DiNucci, so. Austin, correct me. Um, um, I think it was last episode I said, "I oh, we did it right after the Eagles game. And he was like, no, we actually did it when he came in for the Washington football game. So he missed that game. What are your thoughts on him?
0: Yeah, so I just want to give a disclaimer. All the QBs that we mentioned were going to play the next week in any capacity. I knew that Jalen Hurst didn't start that week, but he was going to come in and play. We knew that Tua was going to come in soon and play after the bye week. So we knew all these players were going to play soon in their next game in any capacity. So that's why we had Ben DiNucci, because we wanted to include him, because no other rookie these were the only five key, rookie QBs that were going to play this week. um, Or not this week, but their next game, because I remember the Dolphins had a bye. But uh, yeah, Ben DiNucci, I don't think was given uh, enough credit for what he did. He never threw a pick, and his fumbles were because the O-line was so injured that fumbles happened. But uh, I don't blame him for the loss, uh, as many uh, Cowboys fans may do. But I, I I don't hold it against him. And I do think he can become a competent, uh, at least backup QB, uh, an intelligent guy that can just get a job. I know he went to uh, James Madison, and that's not a terrible school for that. Um, what do you think?
1: Yeah, like he was the 231st pick. Like it it was, and he didn't have preseason. We're probably going to see a ton of him in preseason. And it was just tough um, with all that. So I definitely see him competing for the backup role. Um, Even though I think Garrett Gilbert is probably going to make it, but then Ben DiNucci might be the third quarterback um, on the roster or on the practice squad. I feel he beats out Cooper Rush. Um, So, and he's also a guy that um Mike McCarthy liked so I definitely see him he can probably become a backup role backup in the future and that's always needed just in case something bad happens to the QB so yeah I I those Cowboys fans who were probably complaining about him probably just didn't understand the impossible task he was given like hey you barely know our playbook you haven't had a snap here's a snap and your first start so Pretty rough for him, but I think he'll rebound well. Any final thoughts?
0: Uh, I would like to say my predictions for uh, Ben DiNucci this season. I see him throwing 147 yards and throwing his first TD without throwing a pick. I think he'll come in maybe at the end of a blowout uh, either way for the Cowboys, losing or winning, and maybe throw a couple completions. I don't know. I'm going for 147 yards and a touchdown throughout the season. But uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Hopefully Dak doesn't get hurt this year. Um, I would love to see him continue throughout the season to see what he can do in a full season, Uh, especially with the great wide receiver talent they have with C.D. Lamb, Lamar Cooper, and the crew. Uh, But what do you think?
1: Yeah, so I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to go 200 yards, two touchdowns, and... I'm going to say it's during the Week 17 game after the Cowboys have clinched the division. So we just put Ben DiNucci in. And I believe we play the Eagles in that schedule. Or no, we play the Patriots. Uh, I'm pretty sure for the last game. So that's my prediction, two touchdowns, zero picks. Nope, it is the Eagles. So he gets his redemption against the Eagles in the last uh, game of the season after the Cowboys have clinched. So that's me being a little hopeful. Thank you for listening to us. Make sure to check out our interview with Simon Mendenhall and also talk about another interview alumni, Jeff Allen. He just started his podcast, which he announced in our interview, and it is with Mike DeVito. It is very informative, and I greatly recommend it. And I will see if I can put a link into it. Hopefully, YouTube doesn't get mad at me. Thank you for listening to Outsiders Opinions. Just a reminder, our next episode will be first round West review, which I'm very sad that I have to talk about again, relive those memories. And then second round preview of the West. Thank you for listening to Outsiders, uh, Outsiders Opinions.